0: Welcome to Pick 6 for Friday, March 4, 2022. The ultimate test of cerebral fitness. Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine has split the Russian chess world. I mentioned yesterday the governing body for chess said no official competitions or events would be held in Russia or Belarus in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That Russian competitors, many of whom have cozy relationships with Vladimir Putin, have come under scrutiny worldwide is something I've covered quite a bit in this space. It is particularly evident for U.S. readers in hockey, where the story surrounding Alex Ovechkin has gone from his historic pursuit of Wayne Gretzky to the fact that he has traditionally been a strong supporter of the Russian leader. But there's something unique about chess a sport or game long intertwined with Russia, finding itself torn over the invasion. A Wall Street Journal article looks at that in great detail. The governing body is based in Russia. Its head, a former Russian deputy prime minister. Russian chess grandmaster and former champion Garry Kasparov is vocal Putin critic, Another former champion, Anatoly Karpov, voted for the invasion as an elected member of the Duma. Few images evoke the Cold War like chess. The chessboard symbolizes the world, leaders and spymasters moving pieces, a grand strategy unfolding. The opening of the James Bond film From Russia with Love solidifies that image. The plot itself unfolding like a chess match, the plan instigated by the Czech Grandmaster Kronstein. The battle between East and West played out in real life as well. When Bobby Fischer beat Boris Spassky, it had the same impact as the Miracle on Ice, the American defeating the Soviets at their own game. Heck, there was even a Cold War musical, chess, about a love triangle between two Grandmasters, one American and one Soviet. Musical's best known today for a song that got a lot of radio airplay. Who could forget one night in Bangkok? With Putin's goal of reestablishing the old Russian borders that existed prior to the fall of the Berlin Wall now set in motion, it's easy to evoke memories of the Cold War, making the split in the Russian chess world almost poetic. with that, here's your Friday Six. The big story continues to be Ukraine. Russian forces seized Europe's largest nuclear power plant on Friday. A fire in a training building at the plant had the world on edge overnight. It was reported as extinguished, and officials said the facility was safe this morning. Meanwhile, fighting continued to intensify as the war entered its second week, Reuters reports. Number 2. RT America is no more. Oliver Darcy reports a memo obtained by CNN said the Russian state-funded network would cease production and lay off most of its staff, a move the production company behind the network sees as permanent, a result of, quote, unforeseen business interruption events, unquote. The pro-Putin network had been dropped from a number of platforms earlier this week. Number three, the Wall Street Journal has an exclusive excerpt from former Attorney General William Barr's new memoir, recalling the beginning of the end of his time with the Trump administration. Obviously, it's told from the former AG's point of view, so it must be taken with a grain of salt. But for those who enjoy a look behind the curtain, this is a fascinating read. Number four, a restructuring at Ford will separate its electric and gas diesel vehicle businesses into separate divisions. Electric vehicles will come under Ford Model E, while traditionally powered vehicles will fall under Ford Blue. According to AutoWeek, the move was inspired in part by the success of the smaller teams that developed the all-electric Mustang Mach-E and F-150 Lightning pickup. Number five, hundreds of truckers are meeting right up the road in my backyard today as protest convoys from New England and California join up before making their way to the D.C. area this weekend in a show of protest against pandemic-related government mandates. And finally, the number six story on the day, ESPN's Buster Olney has an interesting analysis on how Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Players Association must get their priorities straight as the lockout looms over their sport. It's an objective piece which is refreshing given so many reporters seem to be in the players' pockets in this mess. Links to all these stories can be found in the Pick 6 newsletter. You can subscribe by visiting my website cd6.com. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we've got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is ridiculous. That's Governor Ron DeSantis speaking to students at the University of South Florida Wednesday for your quote of the day. If you found this podcast and want to follow the conversation, Don't miss out. Stay informed. Visit my website, cd6.com, where you can subscribe to my newsletters and follow along on social media. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, Pick 6 takes the weekends off. Catch you on Monday. Christopher Six is a passionate advocate of community journalism with more than 30 years in media, corporate communications, and marketing. An award-winning designer, columnist, illustrator, photographer, and newsroom leader, he has a respected voice in journalism ethics. A veteran reporter, he has created and taught news writing seminars for community colleges and the Pennsylvania Newspaper Association.